This. This is, this is diversified, diversified, diversified game, game, game. game. A podcast giving entrepreneurial advice from a diverse and inclusive perspective with Kelly. He may agree, he may oppose, and it's more than just race, it's about, you know, ideas. So, let the game begin. Hey, it's Kellen, and today on Diversified Game, you guys know these are my favorite type of interviews to do. I love talking money, but I love talking money with people, especially who do similar things that I do. Now, I'm going to tell you, Miss Gina Rodriguez is at a whole different level in TV, but this is why we go to the NATPE and all these events to learn what she's already seen mastered. If, warning, you call Gina anything besides her name that's in the box, you will be blocked. If you say, hey, is that Gina who beat me in the dice game or any other life that you've lived, you might get blocked by the moderators because I want to talk, you know, what she does in representing some of the talent that you guys are addicted to on TLC. Gina, welcome to the show. Thank you. (laughs) I I have to ask because you are somebody, and I had to give the warning for that because somebody can Google your name and you've been doing entertainment in a major way in various aspects. So I want to talk about, you know, when you started representing clients, what made you say, I think I could do this, especially where there's, you know, Hollywood is very fickle and they are very kind of choosy on who they let in. And I think you kind of bulldog your way in and and said, I don't care what you guys say or think or think about me. Um, Can you speak on that? Yeah, you know, when I entered the mainstream side of the business and opened up my company in 2009, uh, you know, I didn't know anybody in the industry. I didn't have any contacts, any press contacts. I didn't have any contacts with producers or anything. Um, It just happened that Tiger Woods cheated. I knew a few of the girls, and that's how I started. I just grabbed one of them and started with her. You know, and as soon as you have somebody who's very newsy in the press, like, you know, like in a scandal that's large like that worldwide – the press comes to you. If you can just put up somewhere that you're repping it or get it out there that you're repping that person, they all come to you. And that is kind of how it happened for me. You know, I had that whole scandal and then, you know, it just so happened that I had one scandal after another. It was like that one, Charlie Sheen. And then it was like Jesse James and they were just, it was like the year of the celebrity cheater, (laughs) you know, Uh, So that's how that started. And I, I, as soon as that was over after three years, I rebranded myself, my company and started to go after reality stars because I had learned how to pop somebody in the press, whether they've been out of the press for two years, they need to get back out there. You know, Um, I can do it. You know, if they're just a newspaper article, I can turn it into something, you know, So I've just, it's back then, um, I want to say it was hard, but it wasn't. It was easy when you have somebody who's very newsy. You know, everybody wants to come to you and talk to you. And I kept those relationships over the years. And 
have built it into producing TV shows and, and, you know, building brands. Pretty crazy. Okay. And, you know, the, the, the pushback, I can already hear someone say, oh, but she was already famous and she had a whole nother life. We get that. But that, just because you were famous in one life, are known, we should say, doesn't mean that translate. Actually, it puts a black mark on you yeah. and it makes it that much harder. So how did you get people to basically trust you and like you? Um, because that's hard to do either way. I mean, you're talking about people that are being pulled every which direction. What do you think is your, you know, what is it about you? Yeah, you know, I prior to this industry, I was in the adult industry. And, um, and I was known in that industry under a whole different name. And so when I did come into this industry, even if you give them your real name, they Google you, if it's attached to your stage name, which usually it is, you know, then they already know what you look like when you get there, like literally, you know? So I had that cloud on my head. Like every time I'd walk into a meeting with a client, trying to, you know, have these people take me seriously that I'm not that person that did that, that was a character that we created. You know, it's, it, that was hard. That was hard to overcome, but I did it. You know, I kind of reinvented myself. You know, I just, I'm not that person. I don't show up to, you know, business meetings with no clothes on. <laughs> so that's definitely not me. Yeah. And, and that's why I'm telling people they can't even call you by any other name, but what is on here. And yeah. because I, I find that you did it the hard way. Um, a lot of people think, oh, I'm going to come to L.A. and I can do anything. But no, if you do certain things, you are known to be blacklisted. And yeah. being from California, it's like you just you just know that almost it's ingrained in you, you know, if you do this, and I've been, you know, a wild guy myself. So I, I definitely get it. And I think if most people are honest, they would have loved to live the type of free life that allowed them, but they were, you know, stuck in their box, whatever. But what is it, you know, when you got one person, I don't think it's just because you had top talent. I think it's how you treated them or you were offering a certain type of deal where everyone else might've been trying to get more money, like Elvis's manager, 50% of what he made. And you're like, nope. So I want you to kind of break it down for that person who wants to represent talent and kind of teach them what they need to do. So we don't get so many people in this industry who just kind of mess it up for the rest of us. Right. You know, I really am close with, the clients that I manage very close. They're like family to me. Um, I treat them like family. I, I also represent Honey Boo Boo and Mama June and that whole family. And even through like the hard times that June was having, the girls would come and stay with me a lot and visit. Um, they're like mine. They're like my kids. Um, and that's how I've treated all my talent, you know, through the years and everybody is different. And I think that that goes a long way, you know, because getting your client deals and things like that, that's one thing, you know, but there's also that personal relationship that you have to have, you know, for longevity. I mean, I've worked with my, some of my clients for well over seven years and um, I can't even imagine not working with them anymore. It would be like a death in the family, you know? <laughs> 
just because we're all so close. So um, I think that's one thing. And I also don't sit around and wait for deals to come in. I go, you know, either create them. I think of what something could be. And then I go after the companies to try to make it happen with the companies, you know? So I don't just sit around and wait for that. That's, that I think is a lot of the issue in Hollywood, you know, is that no one's really sitting around because they have so many clients, right? That how could they possibly sit and think of things for each one of their clients? But we do do that. And we also do their press. Um, we keep them out there. Uh, everything matters, you know, to get your client deals, really. So I think... You know, that's what was missing when I was, I was an actress back in Hollywood in the 90s, early 90s, trying to make it. And I did Playboy and I did little uh, background things in Baywatch back then and trying to get into anything I could. And it was hard. It was really hard. And like your agent didn't even know who you were because there were so many people, you know, and you'd show up to stuff and there'd be like, 300 girls that looked exactly like you wearing the same clothes, you know, and you're just waiting in line and it's so different now, you know, now you can make yourself famous and right on the internet. It's just insane how things have changed. And, and the way things have changed, have you seen things change in how you get paid? And I, and I, and I want to just kind of paint the picture because every day, People, hey, can you make us famous? No, we don't do fame. I can't guarantee that this, you know, company's gonna say yes, but we work with people depending on what they need. And our clients are a lot of influencers. So a lot of times they already come in with their six figures or more and they are they have enough money. But and we we structure the deals a certain way. But I find that a lot of the new folks, especially coming out of college, but even some old are struggling so much. Well, they'll make deals and say they'll work for a price where you couldn't even feed, you know, your children, not to speak of yourself. So have you seen things change in price? And if so, you know, how and where should the future, you know, managers and advisors and PR folks, where should they be at, you know, working with their clients? So I've definitely seen like with social media and all the companies that are now advertising on social media, like, and all the influencers, everybody's, you know, uh, followers going heights, definitely raise the bar on their, their rates that they can charge, you know, like that their social media is their real estate. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I have some clients that won't even remove a link from their bio at all, even for 10 minutes, you know, because it would lose, they'd lose so much money doing that, you know? So it's definitely changed. And I think that this is our future, you know, it's just going to keep going more and more because it, it's, it's almost the same or if not better than advertising on television now you know, because there's so many eyes on you. And I just think that that is a growing market. Definitely. You don't have to be famous on TV. You don't have to be famous in a magazine. You know, we don't all have to know your name. If you have millions of followers, like that's all you need. You've got a business. Instant business. And, and with the amount of money that's coming through and, you know, you're seeing this 
firsthand because you're seeing people who aren't known, you know, from TLC and they go on 90 Day Fiance and now they can, you know, make a, a bag full of money on Cameo and sites like that. Yes, absolutely. Are you, are you then... Um, not just on retainer, but also getting a percentage of that. I know I am. So I, I just want to show people because there's a lot of folks who they don't feel like they're entitled to the stuff that they go out and kill for their client. Especially oh, wow. No, I definitely like, like, you know, I, so I take, I take 10% from my clients. Uh, and I don't charge them a retainer. Uh, if I'm managing them, like full management of them, then there's usually a reason I've got like, I'm trying to produce a show like with June, I, I also produce their show, the TV show. Um, and everything, uh, the Shannon family, you know what I mean is, is 10% is mine. So I work hard for them for that. Um, I same with, you know, pretty much everybody. You know, I, or I also like sometimes I go in uh, business with my clients, you know, on something with merch or if I invest money into something, I've done that with sex tapes in the past, you know, things like that. So it depends on the situation, but everybody should be making money for every single thing that they're working for, for their client. You know, I think. I'm working hard here, you know, <laughs> the 10% percent is not even that much, you know, but it's okay. We got to get bigger it's, deals. It's not. And people, you know, will think, oh, Gina got 10% for that. So she's a multimillionaire just off that deal alone, not knowing that the client, besides having to pay taxes. All the money. Yeah. 90,000 or 90% of it went to the client, you know. Yeah, and 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 you know, team we'll lunch on our money. We're like, let's go grab lunch. <laughs> Can you educate real quick? You know, just not saying any names of anybody's money, but maybe the average when folks are going on your, I say, a reality TV show. Because I know I've looked up people's prices and I'm like that's all they get per episode um you know can you talk about that because people think if you're on TV you're automatically rich yeah that that's not necessarily true for sure um you know first of all when someone is on a TV show they're not filming you know 365 days a year or five days a week every month you know it's usually a set amount of time whether it's 16 weeks or six months or whatever it is. Um, that's the only time that they're working. They're only getting paid during that time when they're filming. And I have a lot of clients on TV shows, different TV shows. And I could say that it ranges anywhere from, you know, I've seen a thousand dollars per episode, which is insane. Mm -hmm. You know, that's like terrible. And, um, and I've seen it go, you know, up to, you know, in the six figures per episode, depending on who it is. Mm -hmm. So it, it just, uh, it's a very wide range. I think when it's new shows that have just come out and they're like, uh, with a bunch of different new faces that we're following, uh, I think that they sign them pretty cheap, you know, like sometimes a whole season for $1,500. I've seen that. Like, I can't even believe that, you know, like, I'm like, 
Like that was like before I was involved, obviously, <laughs> you know, and then you're like, how did you get yourself stuck in that? You know, but they just, they're so excited uh, at that point to be on a TV show. If you can imagine, you know, somebody who's not on TV watching their favorite show, they want to be on it. They'll sign for anything. You know, they would probably do it for free. Which is yeah. sad, which is sad. I've actually um, had a, um, the guy was like, hey, just entertain me real quick, but I know you want this for your client, but will you just go through the interview with me for this show? And I said, for what show? He's like, oh, it's a show. It's about boating. And I boat, um, you know, yeah. I have a captain's license and all that. Yeah. And I said, yeah. I said, I'll go do it, but there's no way my wife is signing up you know, to have me and, and my, my babies on on TV. And then she told me, what? I, I, I would consider it now. She's like, there was one time when there were babies, but I just find it funny. But it would be because I'm on the other side and I've had a friend offer me some money and I'm like, that's not enough. <laughs> I said, I, you want me to tell my full story? Not because he was so no. I said, that's not enough because the stuff that you want I'm going to have all type of pushback and people. I kind of like the Al Heyman approach. Yes. All what we're doing now, which is kind of a thing for the community, yes. but of being behind the scenes. But now we're having to come out of the, the shell because this is where the future is. And if we don't tell the story, the, the next generation won't know how this is put together, in my opinion. Yes. Because you know, you can't learn this in college. You just have to do this. Mm -hmm. With with that being said, you know, you have the TV business and, and things are going very well for you. And do you ever get caught up in like the drama? You're with a client, they're recognized so much. You're like, we got to get security or we're going to have an issue. Or was that you in the Black China fight when we saw her at the, you know, uh, park? That's what someone's going to say. <laughs> that's funny <coughs> yeah. yeah no um you know uh that's funny that was not me no <laughs> um what was the question now that you got now that I thought that I was thinking of the fight yeah no do you ever get caught up because sometimes yeah. you know you're with your client and people hey so-and-so and it's like for me I'm, I'm always reaching like hold on is yes. this your yeah, it happens a lot. Like I've traveled a lot with my clients. We get a lot of that, like in the airports, um, or if somebody's in the news a lot for something that's just broke. Um, I've been, you know, involved in just reporters all the way wrapped around us. I also represented Stormy Daniels. I was the manager for her during the whole situation that went on there. And um, so that was, I had reporters outside my house, my own house until I would talk to them, which I wouldn't. So they do, we were pretty much stuck in our house for like two weeks. So it was, I've been through all of that. It's, it's, um, I'm used to it now, you know, now I prepare myself for it. So I don't end up in situations like that, you know, like if I going somewhere with a client who's very newsy. And, or just in general on TV is, you know, very recognizable, then we won't go anywhere without security. No, that's, that's yeah, I'm like five, two. So I'm not pushing anyone around. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I'm uh, 
to sit down and wait for security. I, I, I've been in LA with a client and the, and the last time I got nervous and I said, you know what, whenever we're in Africa with this client, we don't even think about it because it, we could be in the worst slum or we could be at the casino. It doesn't matter. But in America, there's that added pressure of being recognized and people having to say something where overseas, you know, in some countries like you're in the UK, no, nah, paparazzi and all that. It, I haven't had that issue. Maybe I haven't, you know. Yeah, lived. people will come right up and touch them. You know, like try to, t you know, because they feel like they know them so well, you know, mm -hmm. and, um, and that's weird, you know, that's weird to have people come up to you and, you know, and touch you. Like, I mean, I went to on a vacation in the Bahamas, I'm on uh, the Mama June show, and I'm not even on it all the time. And I was in the Bahamas on vacation like three years ago, and we were just waiting for one of the buses to pick us up. And some lady walks over and she's like, oh my God, how is honey boo boo? You know, how are the girls? And I was just like, and I was like, my hair is like wet back, you know, like there, I literally was like, oh my God, how does she even know it's me? <laughs> you know? But that was, that was weird. You know, Cause you feel like, who is this person? Do I know you? Um, and my clients, so I don't know how they deal with it, but it's definitely, uh, different because everyone feels like they know you you know now with having such a roster of clients are um in keeping clients as well how big is your team because there's so many emotions and again people having to figure out life and you are the therapist at times that they can only confide certain things in you because anybody else may run and tell a tabloid so how big is your team yeah, so actually we're pretty small. There's nine of us actually. Um, and everybody handles different things uh, because we have a music division. Uh, we have got one of our artists, Sebastian, signed to Electra Records a year and a half ago. And so uh, he, we have one person that handles our music division, developing some new artists that we have. And then we have, my daughter is an agent and she books all the TV and uh, she does all the social media endorsements that her and her, she has an assistant that works with her as well. And then uh, we have people that go out and just, you know, work on brand deals, um, everything. Like people that just work on PR in the office for our clients. Uh, that's pretty small little thing but since everyone's been social distancing from COVID like three of the people that work with me live in the same house with me so I have a pretty big house they all live here um and uh, so we all are it's kind of like a work group live area you know house and also my clients have been coming all summer staying here you know because I've been like making them over and doing all kinds of things. <laughs> so everyone's been like coming and going all summer, staying here. And so it's a very busy house. And then my daughter, uh, she has her own place. My kids are older. They have their own kids. I have grandkids. Yeah. I don't want you to get too much in age because nobody can tell how old you are. So we're going to just keep the mystery. Okay. And <laughs> all right. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> 
and say, how, how, I don't look like that. How is that possible? <laughs> so, you know, with, with that though, you know, having that team and, and, and you're so close with the team. And I find that everyone who's great at this, you need to be close with your clients because it's not your typical job that you just get to go home to. It's a real relationship. 24-7. Literally. Yeah. If they have a sore throat, they're calling you, you know? Like, literally, you know? I don't know what they did with that sore throat before they knew me, but <laughs> but they're like, I get calls for everything. I mean, jail, I'm in jail, you know? Like, I've heard it all. I mean, I've been through everything. I have an opener. I tell clients, they say, well, you know, well, what do you exactly do? And of course I have a scope of work and I have a contract and I do government work sometimes and capability statements and all that, that stuff. But I say, what we really do, I can't even put on paper. And yeah. I joke with them and say, you know, if you call me at 3 a.m. in the morning and say, hey, my car won't start, but there's some rattling in the trunks. I had a problem. I'm going to come. I'm yeah. going to come you know, and, and, and see what the best scenario is. I'm the wolf, you know, Pope fiction. Yeah. So well, I won't come at three o'clock in the morning, but I'll send someone. <laughs> it has to be that right client because yeah, I, I got somebody to send, but for that right client, I will come myself because there are certain things that I can only, you know, if I'm in the, the country, I can only trust myself with and and, and I, I don't know I, I love what I do and, and that's why when I saw what you you did and I was seeing the representation I'm just like this is magical have you written a book or books on it um actually I'm right now working on a book it's the first time I was talking about it for years and I finally started it this summer with a company so I'm working on it okay so what do you have coming out I don't know when yet because I, you know, every, every time I start working on it again, then, you know, I get like a dog face for a client, you know, so now I'm like, <laughs> now I have no time for myself, you know? Okay. So Gina then needs to go get a coach to sit down and, and write this thing out because yeah. I have a writer actually. I have a writer. It's just getting with them, you know, it's been the problem on the phone, just having time. They need to move in the house, it sounds like, for a seat. I know. I know. <laughs> so I can hear people right now. Sometimes I can hear the haters. Ask this question. Ask this question. Um, they want to know, how do you get record deals in 2020? Because it seems like everyone's getting discovered offline. Or how do you get a TV show because they have such a great story or maybe they have a client with a great story? Is it still the old-fashioned way of writing letters? Are you sending emails? Are you knocking on doors? What is the process? Like, seriously, is if you're trying to make it in anything, entertainment, I think that it starts with your social media now. Because that's all we see now. You know, there's nobody's reading the emails. You know, I mean, I'm sure you get emails just like I do, right? People always wanting to be represented. And, you know, you, like, 
at first you're writing these people back, right? Like years ago, I'm right here. Oh, thank you for, you know, now you're just like, you delete, delete. You're right. Cause you're like trying to get through your email, but, and that's sad. You know, I feel bad afterwards, right? I'll feel bad. Like, Oh, that sucks. Cause I remember being that person writing to somebody trying to get them to take me on. Right. Mm -hmm. so, but it's different now. And they're, and the kids in this generation are lucky because they have social media to create. And if you are talented, you're going to stand out. And if you build yourself, you know, that's how we're going to hear your music. That's how we're going to, you know, that's how we're going to see that you're funny or that you can dance, you know, like you don't have to go viral. You just have to, you know, have good engagement and a lot of following and have some talent and you'll get recognized, you know, and there's, and you could submit your own self for TV shows now. Like you literally can just Google like ABC castings and it'll pull up every show that's casting an ABC where a normal person can just submit themselves for it, you know? And after a while, they'll eventually they'll get on something, you know, if they really want to get in that way, if it's reality, if it's acting, you know, even then, like, you know, that the influencers now are getting acting jobs left and right. You know, they're all there. There are new actors coming out now. It's crazy. You know, we're, we're using them for everything. So I think the key is to just build yourself on find out who you are, what your talent is and go with it and, and focus on it and build it and it'll happen. Music, so, same thing. It's all in the numbers. So have the social right and then make, you can even make the submission yourself or somebody will be coming to you because again, the A&Rs and talent people are looking online. So that's the advice in the game. I love how it's changed because it's opening it up for everybody. And it, you know. It I love it. And you're more accessible now, you know, like everyone's more accessible, you know, like anyone can get to you or me or anybody. They could look up to see who produces a show and they can find them on social media and they can reach out and message them, you know, just like, you know, they, all the talent is more accessible to us too. Right. We could just reach out and grab them, you know, directly and send them a message. So everything is very different than the way it used to be. That's for sure. You know, send in your Z card and all this back then. Remember that? <laughs> what the hell is a Z card? <laughs> my my goodness yeah i i it's it, it it's amazing how the game has changed yeah how, how involved are you i'm very involved in most of our clients money because i've shown that i'm i know something about it and so they they like the advice that we give and so we manage you know they're, they're not just their deals, but their money. How involved are you? Because I don't want my clients in their 60s, 70s, and 80s to be like, I'm broke. I don't want them to be the majority of the ball players. So I want to, you know, I had a client recently say, well, I know you got, there's going to be a pay raise because of what you've done. And I'm like, I want it to be comfortable for you, but I also want to make sure we, you know, make wise decisions without being, you know, I'm not your dad. <laughs> but, but how involved are you with your clients in their future? 
Yeah, I'm very involved too. Same thing, especially when clients, uh, you know, they suddenly their career takes off, right? Out of nowhere. They're not ready for it. Um, they usually don't have a business set up because why would they, right? They had nothing going on before. So I set them up with everything, uh, businesses, anything that needs to get trademarked, you know, if they're popping right now, um, copyrighted, everything. We set them up with lawyers, um, a plan for, you know, they everything. Because, you know, we don't have, you know, when I came to this business, no one was offering me uh, any benefits. You know what I'm saying? I work for myself. So if you want to have, retire one day and be able to have insurance and all this other stuff, you know, you have to set yourself up. So we set them up with everyone and that's right at the beginning. And then after that, it's, you know, I'm not, I'm not babysitting their money, you know, but hopefully they're following the plan that we've set them up with, you know, working with all the people that we set them up with. You know, that's all we can hope for. But, every, you know, everyone goes through different things. I've had clients lose everything. Okay. And have to start over because of something. You know, like, we can't help those things. You know, like, I, I can't help if somebody goes and uses uses drugs or drinks it away or gambles it away or whatever happens, you know. So all we could do is be there for them, wait, and be there for them. Got you know, come back up for breath, Yeah. Gotcha. And you say sometimes you do business with them so you can kind of see as a business partner if that's even going to last for the long term and, you know, being able to babysit. Because I, you know, it, if you've done this for a while, and it's almost two decades for me, to be able to do this and you see folks who, you know, they used to have the deal on Universal, but they've never come out and they were shadowed and they could never make any music. but. Right. You tried to help them before they made that deal and say, hey, I wouldn't sign that. That's a terrible deal. Oh, no, you don't know what you're talking about. And it's like, okay, now I can't feel sorry for you because you didn't listen. And I'm not a greedy person. I, um, I, I don't, money is great, but it doesn't, I did this because at 12 years old, I wrote on a notepad similar to this and, and said how, what I wanted to have. And I've worked hard and I've been willing to go broke to do it. Yeah, and, you know, and it's worked out. So I, I want people to listen to what Gina is saying, especially when she puts it in her book. Um, so that could be the bestseller that it, it should be. Uh, at least it's a seller that for those who need to read it with, you know, practical advice. What is with all your success, a community give back that you are doing or that you want to do in the future? So I'm very active in giving back with, so I work with a lot of doctors and um, I, this year, actually this summer, I had a woman here that was a three-time cancer survivor. And so I gave, flew her out here from Mississippi. She stayed with me for 16 weeks and I made her whole body over because she had had a double mastectomy and a hysterectomy and she was only 42 and I felt terrible for her. She was writing to me. People write to me all the time because they know that I make celebrities over. Mm -hmm. So they're always, you know, please help me. And so I read her story one day and it like, I felt 
so sad for her. She sent me the, the photos of herself. And so she looks absolutely gorgeous now. We completely made her over head to toe. And I talk to her every day. She's like a really good friend of mine now. And so that's what I do. And I, I try to do that and just, you know, help as many people as I can that way because a lot of people can't afford to get it done. You know, um, their insurance either won't cover it or the, like in her case, the doctors were telling her she, where she lived, three doctors told her that she couldn't get breast implants. But we brought her out here to Beverly Hills and she's got some nice big old breast implants now. So she's happy. <laughs> you know, so that's what I do to give back um, to, you know, a lot of the people that have had bad things happen to them, you know. And um, I also will take on clients sometimes that, you know, I know that are not going to be celebrity in any way but need my help, you know, for maybe something that's happened to them in the press or something. I do that. Um, that's, that's it. Other than that, like I'm so busy, but I wish that actually don't wish I would like to do more with the homeless problem that we're having as well out here because it is so bad, you know, and I've been speaking out about that a lot lately because it's really, it's I, like, I don't know where it's going. You know, it's just, they don't either. that's that, that. I mean, all California, they don't either from LA to San Francisco and even we live in Seattle. I mean, for all this money that's coming through, it's yeah. ridiculous, but it's because my opinion and I've worked with them. The politicians are doing that old political game and yeah. it's not even about the people. You I, know? Know. I know it's disgusting. It really is disgusting. So and there's some very smart people with some great ideas for solutions. And I've been in those meetings with 12 other people with great ideas. And you can't get a mayor or a governor to say, yes, it's always, let's have a meeting about a meeting. No, we got the building right here. We, right. we got the services right here. Let's just do it like China. If this was China, we'd do it like that. Right. But it, it's going to take seven years to talk about fixing the problem, which is just... Yeah. It's the same. Um, I, I, I get frustrated off that because yeah, I feel the same way. I know. You, you know, all the food you think we waste and it's like, okay, United Way, Red Cross, gather all the food, make it a tax exemption or whatever. I mean, this is the real thing I've pitched. To. Right. Let's pick up the food. Let's feed them. Cause that's how we used to do our parties. We supplied people with food that was going to be thrown away. That night we picked it up, everyone eat, college students, boom. Love that. You know, but oh, we can't do that because of the liability of this and that. And what if someone sues, let's make it a waiver community-wise. That's something mayors can do. Oh, well, then Walmart and Safeway will just make more food just so they can get, no, they won't. So it's, it's, it's the times we're living in and it's also the times why I have a place overseas. It frustrates the heavens out of me. Right, right. With, you know, I can hear already somebody say, well, I have a great idea. Let me contact Gina. What is your criteria and requirements before people, you know, even think about emailing you? What are they? Yeah. So first of all, I'm not looking for any new clients, but I'm not. 
I never am, right? They just, it just happens. So I, I always say that I'm never looking for new clients. And then that one pops out there. And usually I'm coming to you. You know, if I see you, I'm like coming to you. <laughs> I'm already trying to get you. Uh, but I would say, you know, if they're super, I don't, you know, I, I don't even want to say like, talented because it really isn't even that like like right now I'm looking for families that are doing unusual jobs you know like I'm always looking for a different type of person because I'm creating shows so I'm looking for you know families that have unusual jobs that work together as a family doing it anywhere in the world and um, I'm looking for extremely overweight families where the whole family is extremely overweight I'm always looking for, you know, women like that. I'm not looking for, I get a lot of emails, you know, and I appreciate them, of course, but I get a lot of emails about, uh, you know, people wanting me to make them over and help them, you know, with their diets and stuff. And I'm not a dietitian, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, they're like, can you help me work out? And I'm just like, not, I'm a manager, you know, or they think I'm a weight loss manager. You know, that's funny too. <laughs> so I mean I don't know I I'm not looking for uh I, I guess I'm always open to hear people's show pitches you know people are always pitching me shows um I'm always interested in like quirky type characters that are different you know I don't like the cookie cutter client you know what I'm saying but like, with that with that you know when you want them to present it to you do you want a sizzle? Do you want the, you know, a, a pitch deck? How do you prefer to get it? Yeah, I would like to see a sizzle's amazing. Um, a deck. I also take uh, decks as well. You know, a good deck put together is good as long as it tells the story well of the person and has lots of photos to show it. Um, that or they could record themselves, you know, or send me the best of themselves. That's usually. That's how I like to receive it. Not just an email, you know, with, I get a lot of emails that are just an email, you know, and a picture, like they're submitting themselves like to IMDb, you know, or something like that. It's like, I'm not that person, you know? Oh man. What do you think? And I say this based on the last um, in-person NATP conference. I was in Seattle, came down to Miami and, you know, got to rub elbows with everyone and talk. And, you know, one guy said, you know what, I'm going to let you in our little group, whatnot. But for the amount of money that you are doing all with influencers, I wouldn't even want to be bothered with these TV folks. He's like, they're lame. He's right. like, get it. You're able to create whatever you want to create. He was like, you said you took... 30 people to Kenya. Uh, he's like, TV doesn't get that. You know, they don't, they don't get these things. What do you think about influencers being able to create? And will TV ever get to a point where they'll let the influencer just do what they're good at? Like Chappelle, he was great at something. Let him do it and be quiet. You know, I think we're getting there, especially because of digital. You know, there's so many digital shows now and that's, and we're in a digital age. I think that we're not far from that. 
I don't think we're far from, you know, even seeing our pages on a, you know, our, our profiles, you know, being seen on a show. I mean, I, I think we're not far from something like that, you know, where uh, they can showcase themselves and make their own shows. I literally think we're like a couple of years away from that. I mean, think about it because there's so many, you know, we've got the Snapchats where you could, they've got shows now on there and they've got all these like, uh, I know there's another one like pop something network, like all these new uh, platforms are popping up, you know, and that's just more opportunity. And pretty soon it's just going to be like how it is in the adult business, you know, you shoot your own stuff and upload it. Like it's eventually it's going to be like that. So my thing is monetize your life. So whatever you're doing in life, you can get paid to do it. And yeah. that's a platform to me, like OnlyFans will be the next Facebook because you're able to do whatever you want and they don't care, you know, until they take a billion or $10 billion, right. you know, whatnot. So, so you would agree with that. Would you agree? And I've told for the last seven years, my whole team and anybody who's in a, a hint of PR, I said, PR, traditional PR, I have my master's in it, is dying. Yep. I said, I don't need you to have a master's in PR to hire you. I can actually train somebody, and really now I have software that can do your job. What do you yep. think? I think that's true. I think that PR, like, like I tell all my clients, like they, because some of them, they'll come in and they're paying monthly PR for something. Mm -hmm. And when I manage somebody, I want to do their press. So it's just included in me managing them because I need them to pop to make money with them. Right. So I do a better job doing their PR than the money that they were spending monthly that they're getting them on like red carpets and this and that. And don't get me wrong. Like that's great and all, but I don't care about a red carpet. You know what I mean? I care about making, I care about getting some money for a post or, you know what I mean? Or getting booked on something for money. Like it just, who's going to see you at the red carpet? Well, well, that red carpet is just to be seen, but the same way to just to be seen or to do 30 placements for a client in one month, you, even if we measure that, if we're using like a software, I use Cision, right? And I, and I, and Meltwater, but I, I Cision, yeah. whatever. I, I, if I tell you that this one story is worth $60,000, you're not going to pay me $60,000 for this story. You can't out of 10 times. So, and, and it hasn't moved the needle. So we know there's a science to the PR and how everything works together, but you just paying for PR half the time clients are mad. That's why they have three of them, the big guys, and they switch them out, rotate them. And I don't, I'm not a hoe. You can't just switch me out. Right, right, right. I know. You know, I'm a person. I have a personal relationship. I want you and your family to do well. So we're not even going to go down that lane if that's all that you want. You have to come for the consulting first for us. And yeah. then we'll do PR if, you know, you're in that budget. And yeah. we'll make you if you are as crazy as me. <laughs> <laughs> You gotta be as crazy as me, or you're not gonna understand. Because I've had people say, "But I, 
you're representing so many people. I'm used to, no, 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 no. I have other businesses too. And yeah. I never skimp on your time, but you, you know, they were worried that I'm not theirs and I'm not a puppet. Like you can't just, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. So, so I love this conversation. I could go on for days, but I want you guys to check out Gina. The links will be in the description box of everything that she wants you to follow because, you know, there are certain platforms that are just for business and it's not for the type of business, hey, can you make me famous? So <laughs> if you have that type of stuff, so her team can filter out like my team does daily, the nonsense from what I actually need to see and what my clients need to see. And I'm also going to take this conversation offline because I'm going to be selfish for two minutes, you guys. So thank you, Gina, for coming on. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It was fun. You guys I wish I was where you're at, though. It looks better than my background. <laughs> <laughs>